Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today we are providing an update on QC Copper, ticker QCCUF. And we're going to be going to be doing this with Christopher Hampton, who is the guy that introduced QCCUF to the community and who did a podcast with me on July 22nd. Just like to point out that uh, that was less than two months ago. The stock closed on the 22nd at 13.7 cents. And yesterday, uh, hit a peak of 32 cents, nearly a triple in less than two months. So Christopher's uh, uh, here to update us on uh, the, uh, the situation at the company uh, and to take congratulations for a truly phenomenal pick. <laughs> but Thank first, you. a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast and to other discussion and research relating to today's company. Now to our topic, QC Copper, ticker QCCUF. Christopher, you were right. The stock is up. Why is the stock up? Well, I'll begin by saying it's a it's 300% for some of you guys. For me, I began DDing this company back in uh, back in March. So um, it's 300% in half a year for me. Um, it, it's been a long ride. Uh, it's up because they finally released their maiden resource estimate. There have been a lot of clues as to what QC has under the ground on their site. But until last Monday, there was nothing published, no official data, nothing publishable, and nothing that the market really seemed to recognize. Hey, Christopher, but, I thought you, you, you explained this once really well. What you said is, yeah. hey, look, this is the site of an old underground mine. Uh, this this thing closed. Uh, gosh, it was ten or more years ago, right? But what what uh, you said, nineteen ninety one. Okay, right, thirty thirty years ago. So what you said is, hey, these guys know what's under the ground. They've got all yeah. kinds of materials. It's just not in publishable form. This was an operating mine. Of course, the people operating the mine knew what was underground, but they didn't have it in a format that a public company could publish. So they went through the exercise of running a study to get publishable content. And for the last- well, That was more than an exercise. Okay. They spent a decade digitizing that data. They were running this mine in the 50s. So we're talking handwritten notebooks probably for a lot of it. Extensive data, years and years of work. This has been a, a life project for the geologist. Um, but so they came into this and from the time I started paying attention to this company, they always had a clear idea of what they were going to publish last Monday. And they did. And it was spectacular, regardless. Yes. And now now, now the next thing, you know, if, you, if you're a skeptic, you say, uh, if I had a billion dollars worth of copper underground, I wouldn't be running around like the CEO is telling everybody about it, particularly before the data is published. And you and I had a conversation about why is the CEO going to such great lengths? I mean, he's he's recording his own YouTube videos running through his deck to try to get the word out. And the answer is, that's the business that this team is in. They would prefer not to actually put the mine in production. What they're about is development. 
they found this project, they're validating Good this point. project. And if everything goes according to plan, they will monetize this project before they have to put a shovel in the ground. So he knew that it would take time for the market to accept and digest and revalue the business based upon the data. And he has been prepping us for a little while. And you're the smart guy that found it. And you're the guy that we can, uh, again, say thank you to for uh, sharing your find with the breakout investor community. You are welcome. Uh, yeah, his job is to sell to retail. Institutions aren't investing in QC. And what he has to do is he has to raise the market cap so he can continue developing the project. I don't think that will be an issue. Um, he discusses this a bit in a, not to mention a competitor, but uh, I'm, I'm going to anyways. Uh, Crux Investors just did an interview with Stephen Stewart, a pretty combative. Um, I haven't seen Crux treat a CEO like that before. It, it was something. But uh, he discusses that yeah, they just they need to attract retail investors to bring up their market cap. And when asked about, you know, but you're just a 30 million market cap company right now, you know, how are you going to be a full mine? His answer was, I don't care about today's market cap. It's wrong and it's irrelevant. Heck of a statement from a CEO. A good one. Yeah, but it, it makes uh, a lot of sense here because there's there's so many steps and a lot of time between where they are now and actually monetizing this. And that's why, you know, that's that's why you yes. found this company. We're not investing in the mine. We're investing in the development of a mine that hopefully will be sold to a major producer who'll come in here and, and provide us all with a liquidity event. Now, what we've skipped over so far, you know, while we're jumping up and down with joy as to what has happened, could you spend a few minutes bringing the listener up to speed? What did they report? What does it say? What does it mean? And what do you expect? Well, that they've got two billion pounds of copper and copper equivalent in pit optimized format. Uh, that means it's inexpensive to mine. Falcon Bridge, when they were mining it 30, 60 years ago, they were doing tunnel mining. They were going down underground, you know, traditional mining like you see in old movies. You go down underground, guys in hats, and they pluck nuggets from the wall. A little simple, but more or less that. Falcon Bridge left everything below a percent and a half grade, and there were large amounts of disseminated deposit. That's what they found. And there's 2 billion pounds of it. Uh, they're just going to dig a pit and extract that lower grade material from there. Yeah, so that's what that's yeah. what they found. I'll probably follow up with some more questions, but you know what what made this compelling to me? I don't I don't know anything about finding, but when you presented it and explained, you know, the situation, uh, clearly there's copper here, uh, but it's 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 more than that. It's not just that they found a nice source or a nice load of copper. This was a yeah. working mine. There is a city built around this mine that is, is interested in reopening the mine. There are highways that come to this site. There are railroad junctions at this site. This thing is ready to go. This isn't some yeah. mine in, in the middle of the Andes or in, uh, in sub-Saharan Africa. This is a mine mm -hmm. with, with a different mining technique is ready to go. I mean, as you say, they went underground and they followed the seams. They, 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 they followed high-grade copper and they left everything else behind. 
And now what they're going to come in and do is they're going to take a great big shovel and they're going to scoop it up and they're going to crush it. And they're going to extract the lower grade ore from the surrounding materials. Uh, it's, 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 it's a very common way to mine. It's a much cheaper way to mine. And it's the way to extract mineral from lower grade ores. I'm sure that there's plenty of seams down there that are higher grade and they're going to get that too. And so they are, yeah, they found some of those. Uh, so uh, 2 billion pounds. So they, 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 they drilled um, dozens of cores. They hired a third party. They analyzed it. They extrapolated from the, the cores and they estimate 2 billion pounds of copper. And there's other things down there too. What else did they find? Uh, uh, gold, which, is, which brings it up to 2 billion pounds of copper equivalent. But the, the copper is the key things with, with the Springer and Perry mines is the copper. Now there are also the two neighboring mines which have a higher gold content, which we haven't even touched. And a fifth mine, the Roger, which is predominantly gold. That's all in the future. Just the Springer, it's, it's really a copper story. Okay, so uh, what is the value? Go ahead and do the, uh, the, the uh, discounted uh, valuation on this piece well, of property owned by the QC Copper. In the interest of finding possible outcomes, I just ran every valuation method I could. The most conservative, well, we could just start it off and say, if we, I mean, I, I couldn't come up with anything less than $100 million market cap for QC based on the Springer Perry results, or more accurately, a hundred million dollar valuation for the Springer Perry mine based on current results. At a hundred million dollars, that'll be five cents a pound for these two billion pounds of copper. Back uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, there were companies ascribing three or four cents a pound to new discoveries by explorers, wherever, bad jurisdictions, in the Andes, as you mentioned, five cents is very low. Um, doing my best job at calculating costs, um, I came out with, I mean, my numbers about a net present value of about a billion dollars. And that's still using conservative figures. And we have to understand that this mine is growing. Uh, Stephen Stewart, and the geologists claim it's going to double in size. They're talking about 4 million pounds, 4 billion pounds. Excuse me, I don't get a chance to say billion very often in small cap land. <laughs> right, right. Now, okay, so let's jump ahead a little bit and, and touch on the point that when we discussed this in the past, you, you articulated your belief that this is what was going to happen. You explained that it's not going to reprice overnight. Now, the stock is up nearly 300%, but uh, I'd like you to discuss how there is still a very significant delta between where it's trading and where you think it should be trading. Just talk about why it didn't reprice all the way and, and what you see going forward. Well, that's just an interesting theoretical question. When something, its value increases from zero to 100 million overnight, what does the trading look like? It, it's not going to gap to 100 million. It's the market needs to find that value, discover that value themselves. I don't think QC gapped at all on Monday morning after the release of that fantastic maiden resource estimate. It's traded in a fairly orderly fashion 
straight up until today. We're seeing a correction right now. Uh, I do think it's going to get to 100 million in a hurry. How soon? I wouldn't be surprised if it's within a month. Uh, have you any explanation for the dip today? Normal trading action. I do not. It's, yeah. it's a terrible market for miners last couple of weeks. Why is that? Well, <sighs> trading fluctuations, it just the market. Um, there's no reason. It, uranium had a huge run three weeks ago. The Sprott Fund up their ATM and their purchase of uranium actually slowed down. And that uh, has crushed the uranium stocks, which QC participates in through baseload. But I see nothing unusual or troubling in the trading action in QC. Okay. I just so consider redeploying a little more capital if I let's, get a couple uh, more percent lower. Let's let's uh, eliminate any mystery. So the the the, the stock is trading about twenty five cents. Uh, you think it should? Not that it will, but that it should in a month bridge the gap between that and something you know some discount to what it should be trading at based upon the value of the resource find. Where where do you think it could potentially go then in the next thirty days and will eventually go when people price this thing properly? So hundred million dollars in a hurry. Um, we don't know yet when we're gonna see the next drill results. Uh, QC is at about $3 million cash right now. They do have a lot of warrants outstanding, but they'll need to do a raise. I doubt uh, Mr. Stewart wants to raise at $30 million market cap. He's probably waiting for something above 50. Um, once he gets that money and he can put out new drill results, maybe month after month, I think uh, as we see the real resource grow, its value increases at a faster rate as it becomes more economical with size. We'll be at 300 million in 2022. That's outstanding. And looking at comparables, um, I mean, uh, I think over 500 million. I mean, a billion is possible if they make the right moves, the Roger is good, and they push development further down the line. So what we need to do is we need to schedule a call where we've got more than 10 minutes to explore this. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about uranium. But for now, I think we're going to call it at 10 minutes. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Thank you, Christopher. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.